Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. That's what you think, sister. Yeah. What do you think of that? Take that. Rewind it back. <laughs> what the hell was that? Take what? I don't know. I'm on a lot of cold medicine. <laughs> yes, I understand. How you Are you feeling better? I know you sound a little stuffed up, but are you feeling better? I feel It's really kicking in. Yeah. I feel so much better. I just sound worse. I have random explosions of coughs. But I'm feeling better, which makes me feel kind of crazy because, like, I sh- like I sound insane. But no, I I'm doing well. I, I my mantra is I'm fine. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. We're thriving. No, are you guys seeing any like uh, leafy growth on the trees yet? Is that happening yet, or is that still around the corner? Oh, I think that's around the corner still. Yeah, no, no. I still yeah. that dirty backyard is what I see right now. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because, I mean, the, one of the problems you have, when you get a cold in the spring and then stuff starts growing and you get allergies and a cold at the same time, boy, that's a thrill. Mm-hmm. I know. Not pleasant, but you sound fine. I mean, you get a little bit of an edge to your voice, but you sound good. <laughs> well, I'm having fun. We're 30, flirty, and thriving. What? <laughs> you are a drop machine today. Look at you. It really is. <laughs> I just am trying to be really positive because Gogo woke up like three times last night. I'm just, everyone's sick and I'm sick of it. So I'm like, my new, I just want to be over it. I want to be in spring. I want to be yeah. warm and I want to be healthy. So I'm just like living the life that I've decided I'm going to have. <laughs> Well, the door's opening today, and it gets warmer and warmer and warmer for the next seven, eight days, so that's good. Yes. And then I'll get back to town, and it'll drop like a rock. It'll be about 15 below just to piss me off. That's what's going to happen. I already know it. No, stop that. Stop that. It's all true. This Sunday is Easter, so we ventured out uh, into the uh, onto the internet to uncover some interesting facts and stats. Here they are, and I've told you before, it's kind of an interesting holiday for me because I did grow up Roman Catholic in North Minneapolis, but my mother died on Easter, so it's kind of a special day for me. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I said is, okay, Jesus, let me get this right. So you come out of the grave, and my mother goes in. Is that how it's working? Yeah. Right. Yep. Because in the resurrect- resurrection, that's that's what Easter is, isn't it? You had two seconds of going, hey, Mom, you coming back? Just checking? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, it's kind of sad, actually. Shouldn't I should know what all these holidays are, but going to Catholic school for nine years, you would think that I would know more about that. I just didn't pay attention to that kind of thing. Well, in your defense, there's a lot of them. 
There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going. But Easter is where, is, is that where Jesus rose from the dead? Yeah. That was Easter, wasn't it? Yeah. I, well, I just, I thought so. Remember they did like the signs of the cross. I just remember like we always had like a, it was like we'd go to church and there was like a play kind of thing. Like he would like walk the, uh, it was very dramatic. He'd walk down the aisle and it'd be like your neighbors or your, your dentist would be playing Jesus. And then he would yeah. go and then he'd come back and we'd be like. Sure. It's your encore from Jesus. Well, see, there you go. Uh, by the way, don't ever walk into a church you've never been into before and make a joke because people do not think it's funny. I walked, I can't even remember, what, uh, there's a Lutheran church, I know that, but I don't remember where it was. It was many, many years ago. Uh, and we were invited to a wedding at this church. And I had never been in the church before. And I walk in, and literally, when I walk in, and maybe you guys might, somebody might know where this was, there was a picture of Jesus that was about 30 feet tall and about 20 feet wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing was huge, Very right? subtle. So I figured I'll just lighten up the moment and start having a good time all the rest of it. <laughs> I look up and I go, oh, who's this now? <laughs> and people got pissed at me. My God, did they get mad at me. It's, it's like, Je- Jesus has a sense of humor. Why don't you? Right, you're like, down. is this the employee of the month? Yeah, yeah, employee of the month. That's what I thought it was. I exactly. about, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of people nailed to a cross, okay? So yeah. there's See? a lot. Yeah. No, I don't want to jump to conclusions mm-hmm. here. He was off the yeah. cross and had a big smile on his face and hold he needed a haircut. Yeah. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Tell me about I, it. I stopped going on Easter when I saw that the cross was sponsored by Home Depot. I was like, yeah. you know See? what, dude? Yeah. We're done now, yeah. It's true. Come on in and get a bargain for Christ's sake. See, that'd be a good slogan. I would like that slogan. There you go. Get your crosswood here at Home Depot for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's beautiful. It's a great slogan. I'm sure our advertisers are just so excited to jump all over this. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I had a friend, a nice Irish kid whose grandfather was born and raised in Ireland. And his, what the hell did he used to say? Uh, you know how some of the, whenever they get frustrated, they go like, saints be praised, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he had his own slogan. God, I got to remember what the hell it was. It was in my brain for a second. Now it just went away again. But it was Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. That's how he always started everything when he was frustrated. He'd go, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. He's, he's calling them all up. He's phoning all the friends. Should I tell as an Easter joke my my Christmas joke from yeah. uh, Mary and Joseph and uh, going to Bethlehem? Yeah, let's do it. Have I ever told you that joke? I mean, we're all going to hell after this conversation yeah, anyway, that's so let's, very true. let's expedite this. You know, I've told all these stories on the air over my, my career, which has been several decades, so I can't remember where I told them or whatever. So, yeah, what are you going to do? But in any case, very, very quickly. Um, G, uh, uh, Joseph is walking through the desert, and he's, he's got a, a donkey on a lead, and on the donkey is Mary, and they're going through the desert, and this uh, Israeli soldier stops them. He goes, halt. So they stop, and he goes, where are you headed? Um, and Joseph says, well, we're, we're on our way to Bethlehem. And he said, why are you going to Bethlehem? He said, well, my wife Mary who's up on the donkey here, is pregnant, and she's about to give birth to a baby, so we're going to uh, Bethlehem. And the guy goes, wait a minute. So you're Joseph, your wife's name is Mary, she's pregnant, it's December 24th, and you're on your way to Bethlehem. Let me guess, 
when the baby's born, you're going to name him Jesus, aren't you? And Joseph goes, we're not Puerto Rican. Thank you very much, Chris. I love that joke so much. Because De Jesus, for people that don't know this, De Jesus is a big uh, Spanish name, mm-hmm. last name. Matter of fact, I went to school with many of the De Jesus family. So that's the, 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 so. If you're deeply offended by that, don't be, because Jesus is a very, very never mind. Listen, if you're deeply offended by that, we're we probably lost you as an audience a long time ago, anyway. Yeah, probably so true. it's fine. I just want to see Joseph's face. He goes, "No, we're not Puerto Rican." I think it's a great line. <laughs> Very well-written joke, well, I think. You caused me to spasm in my cough, so... Spasming quit, while coughing. Quit making me laugh. It's not going well. <laughs> I do like having, like when AJ was just on, um, we talked to different comedians all that. I'm hoping to God that we get back to the point now, uh, and Rudy, you'd know this better than the rest of us, we have to get, and I'm very serious about this, because it happened in 1982 and it changed the United States. We need it to happen again. Comedy has got to step up and start telling jokes again. I don't give a rat's ass if they offend everybody. We need to laugh again. We cannot be afraid of laughing anymore. It's like being in prison for me. And it, it really it really feels like I'm in handcuffs because I can't say things or laugh at things because somebody somebody might be offended. Yeah, well, I'm offended by your shirt and your breath. What do you think of that? Yeah, double whammy. I <laughs> The double whammy. I mean, that's what's nice with working with you, Tom, and Rudy. Like, me and Rudy, like, I noticed right away. I've worked with you, Tom, for a while. But, like, when I realize that Rudy will laugh at himself and I'll laugh at myself, yeah. like, yeah. it's just fun. I don't know. I don't take anything all that serious. It's probably why I don't have a real career. What are you talking about? You're carrying this whole unit. That's true. I'm, I am. Hey. I am carrying this show. There's no question about it. It's just a given. Mm-hmm. Correct? You're welcome. Look, when I was a kid, maybe you guys know this this as well, but but I'll just go back very, very quickly and then jump forward to where I just was. 1982, the world was going through all these troubles and all this and all that, and it just every nobody was getting along, and everybody hated everybody, and it's like, oh, my God. And all of a sudden, out of Houston, all these guys came, because that's where it started was in Houston. All these comedians got together and said, no, piss on this. We're going to go forward with our humor told the way we like it. And if you get offended by it, tough titty. That's just the way it is. It's comedy for Christ's sake. Some people are going to laugh and some people are going to get offended. If I'm the offended one, I guess I'm okay But because you're having a good time, right? Yeah. There's a couple of comics on the horizon, like the Joe Rogans, the Shane Gillises, the you know the the bright the Burt Kreischers, the Joe List. Yeah, there's there's yeah. just so many good people out there right now that are not caring what other people say. You know, Dave Chappelle, good. Bill Burr, Dean Del Rey, guys that are just going out and saying what they feel, and they're not getting they're not getting hit. You know, with a lot of the the woke crowd or the PC crowd, the problem okay. is there's a lot of young kids that look up to them and then try to emulate that, mm. and then their crappy joke that they think is <laughs> Bill Burr esque, they yeah. take it out to a crowd in Anoka, and the Anoka crowd's like, "No, sorry, dude, you ain't, <laughs> you can't say that yet." In fact, I had a nice conversation with Jason Douglas, a uh, local comedian who uh, I open for every once in a while. We were on our way to a show, and we were talking about the R word and the N word. And mm-hmm. how I'm not a big fan of comedians who use the N-word on stage because it feels like it's just a way for white people to laugh at the word. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm also not a big fan of people who use the R word on stage because I don't feel like you've earned the right to do it yet. When you're just some like open micer or you're a kid who's just featuring at clubs, it feels weird when you do it. But if I watch Dave Chappelle do it, I go, yeah. He's been in this game for 30-plus years. He's earned the right to be able to use that word without any sort of backlash. So do you think that that even black comedians should not use the big N? No, they certainly can. I don't think yeah, that you should okay. be able to do it until you— A, a guy like Adrian Washington— Use it all day because he is. Yeah, he yeah. has he has earned his stripes in this business. When you got some kid who's four, you know, shows into his uh, career and he's done three open mics and he got paid to go do six minutes at a coffee shop in the middle of uh, downtown St. Paul, you haven't earned your right to be able to use that word yet. But I have a question for you, and I'm very serious about this question. Like, uh, you know, and I got to tie it in just because it's the, the news of the day and all the rest of it. But I'm going to get back to the comedian part of it at the end of the line. Um, apparently, in Tennessee, they kicked a couple of people out of the what the, the state Congress or something, right? The, the Congress of the state of Tennessee expelled two people and came with one vote of expelling three people. Oof. Uh, but they kicked two of them out and all the rest of it. And, of course, the first word, because both men who kicked out were black, was, well, this is racist, right? Uh, that's always what – and, by the way, it was a white person who said that. It was not a black person who said it was racist. It was a white person who said, oh, this is racist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're in a position to be allowed to say something like that. It's none of your goddamn business, first of all, lady. You know nothing about it. And for you to throw around what's racist and what isn't, how the hell do you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, it is. it feels weird when people who are not a part of that community or that race decide to get angry for other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a woman from northern Minnesota who constantly gets on people's grill about Native Americans and, and how there needs to be reparations. Oh. And the Native American people are like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. We are not with this crazy broad. Like, we are. <laughs> Listen, you I've guys, never you, met her. Yeah, I've never met this woman in my life. I don't know why she's standing up for us. We're doing just fine. So don't listen Please. to what this crazy kook has to say. We're doing okay. That's so funny. <laughs> no, I cannot use the word, obviously. And the old days I may have, but now I know it's just not, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that ever struck me, and I was a young teenage boy or middle teen boy, something like that, and I wish, I know the goddamn guy's name, but I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. He has not been around for years and years and years and years. Uh, a white woman saying, oh, that was racist about two black men being kicked out of Congress in Tennessee. Again, lady, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. This comedian walked out on stage, was on television, walked out on stage, and he said, man... Isn't the weather beautiful? The weather's absolutely magnificent. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I said, honey, I got to go outside. I got to go for a long walk. It's just too beautiful to stay inside. And I went for a walk. And, of course, about halfway to my walk, I got arrested for being a big N on a sunny day, <laughs> which I thought was a brilliant joke. Yeah. And it made me think, what does he mean by that? What is it? A big end on a sunny day. But it made me think about the problems he might be having instead of me saying, well, that's, you know, right, that's offensive. No, it wasn't. That's how he feels. Mm -hmm. That's how you learn, not you deciding what's racist. Why don't we let the people that are involved decide what is and you shut up? How about that? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The the fake outrage that people have towards things sometimes. Yeah. 
It's just, we're, let's let's try to move together. We already got Cub back to work, so we're good about that. Mm-hmm. We got the men's hockey team. They're kicking ass. Why don't we all just basically back the hell off and let everybody have a voice? And we'll, we, I guarantee if we do that, if everybody has a voice, we'll get through this. There's no question about it. This has gotten way the hell out. It's always the worst possible thing you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what these two guys did. I think one of them had a bullhorn during, during a congressional session, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. you got a bullhorn at a, a, a meeting of Congress. That's interesting. Look, it's none of my business. I don't live in Tennessee. I don't know what happened. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they said. You do what you do. And if there are consequences to be paid, you're going to have to pay them. Right? I also feel like anytime tragedy like that strikes in your backyard, you should be given yes. like a three-month grace period. To yep. let your brain settle down. Uh, you're, you're so confused, and you always think this is never going to happen to me. And yeah. we judge people because they have this sort of knee-jerk reaction to something that is terrible. And it's just people that are trying to make the world a little bit of a better place. And I, I feel the same way about there's a family in town whose son died of cancer. And oh. th- they've taken a little bit of heat on the way that they've handled it. And some people are saying that this family was opportunistic when it came to selling their child's story. And I'm like, you know what? None of you guys have ever had a child die of cancer. We have no idea. So we don't know what right. it's like. So until it. until yeah. that happens, let's yeah. not pass judgment on the people that have had these situations. Because you don't know what you would do in that scenario. No. I would Correct. hope that if I met my demise a little early... My daughter would use my story and sell it for millions. Like, I think that's a It wouldn't happen, but I'm just saying she didn't get much from me while I was alive. Try to take some from me while I'm in the ground. Yeah, that's I mean, that's exactly the point. It's like, why don't we back off and stop trying to be the judge of who is and who is not this, that or anything? Yeah. uh, What's racist? What isn't? It's none of our business. Mm -hmm. Why don't we let the people who are affected by it make the decisions and then we'll move forward? What do you say? Allow Mm -hmm. some human human like reaction i like that rudy is talking about the idea of like there's a little bit of a a, a, we kind of put a bubble around them of like i don't i let them be human they're gonna have some weird reactions like just like when you find out something shocking when traumatizing happen you know like you got to allow for people to be human and give some grace Mm mm-hmm you know what's so great about that? In 1971, I worked at KNOX in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Moved there. Uh, a guy called in. He goes, hey, man, I love the show. I'd love to take you out uh, for a cup of coffee. And I am I don't know anybody in town, all the rest of it. So I meet the guy at uh, Sambo's. Mm. Remember Sambo's? No, of course not. Which became Bosa. Sam and Bo, it was Sambo's, and then it became Bosa because they decided that calling a restaurant Sambo is not a real good idea. And then, of course, it made it worse because they had a little black child chasing a tiger as their logo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, okay. Look it up. It's pretty fascinating, there's no doubt. So I meet Victor. Uh, Victor and Gail, a brother and sister, he was in the uh, Air Force, and she was going to college up in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. We got along so well, uh, after a few weeks, I ended up moving in with them. So we lived together for a long, long time. It was uh, you know, a black man, a black woman, and me. That's who was living there. And I will never forget, he, at home, never in the street, but at home, he would always refer to me as the big N. Like if I was cooking something, mm-hmm. you come in and go, Big N, you're doing that wrong. 
<laughs> and he didn't say big N, he used the whole word. Sure. And then after about two days, he said, Tommy, I got to talk to you for a second. I said, yeah, what's up? He goes, like, you and I, even if you want to use the big N, you can do that, but we can only do it in the house. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, it was a much better way to handle all of these things. Very even even keel, everything was just kind of cool, and you understood, yeah, let's you do what you do, but no, not out in the public, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great advice. I thought it was wonderful. I thought I considered myself to be very, very lucky having had that experience in my life. It's terrific. So everybody, calm down. Let's start you, uh, and, and again, some, oh, that's racist. You have no idea what racism even is. You don't know how it feels. Shut the hell up. Let the people who've been through it talk about it, and you be quiet. How about that? Yeah. Right? Yep. I think that's something to be said. Might be able to get somewhere then. True. Uh, This Sunday is Easter, so we ventured out onto the Internet. We ventured out onto the Internet. Was that what we did? That's a scary place to venture. (laughs) I didn't realize we ventured out onto the Internet. To uncover some interesting facts and stats, and here they are. For some reason, people are staying home this Easter. Well, maybe the economy's not all that. Although the economy, let me ask you this quickly, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, so it's a good place to insert this. Is the economy teetering or is it not? Because I can't figure it out by watching television or talking to anybody. It's like nobody knows the, the stock market's doing fine, but that's only for the very wealthy anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Or I shouldn't, yeah, or some people invest, but but the big money is where all the interest is, correct? Mm-hmm. I so mean, do you think the economy is going to take a massive hit coming up this fall? You know, that's a good question. I yeah. I feel like I'm not, obviously, I have no money sense whatsoever. I'm good with money compared to some people in my family, but I feel like we lost our minds in 2008 and I feel like there's enough people on the side of being able to make that not happen again. That yeah. We, that yep. we, I, yeah. Because, like, obviously, interest rates are starting to rise again. That was one of the big yeah. problems I had in 2008. So, yeah, I would imagine, you know, it's going to take a – obviously, everybody's you know senses are a little heightened because of it. But if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen for, like, another 40 years, I feel like. 40? Yeah. Works for me. Good for me. Let's see. I'll at that time be 308 years mm-hmm. old. Yep. So spry, yeah, no. very spry. I'll be very spry. <laughs> uh, let's all. Yeah, I, I, I do think at some point we're going to have to step up to all these politicians and say, "You people need to shut the hell up. We need to live and work together. You don't have to agree. You don't have to get along. But this hatred you're puking up is teaching our children a very bad lesson, and you need to stop doing it." How about that? Mm-hmm. Why don't we work on it instead of nonstop bitching about it? What about that? Yeah. And bitching, of course, is a dog barking. So don't give me this, well, you sexist. No, it's a dog barking. No. Calm down. <laughs> I think you can use bitching. I think that's fine. I think you're going to be fine. Who was a friend of ours back in the day? He used to work at the Q. And every time he'd see me, he'd go, bitch. <laughs> who was that again? Do you remember that? No, but I I mean, I remember that, but I can't remember who it was. I think we just had it as a drop. Yeah, it was the cleaning lady. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was the cleaning lady, exactly. <laughs> Bitch. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Okay, I'll wrap this up. We've got Mike Brody coming up in just a couple of minutes. Looking forward to that. Mike's a great guy. God, man, I'm looking at his picture. He looks healthier than hell. He, uh, yeah, uh, he did the same route you guys did, decided to put down the booze and get healthy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, looks great. Looks really good. Okay, so uh, for some reason, people are staying home this Easter. In a poll, people were asked what they did last year and what they plan to do this year. 67% of people spent time with friends and family last year, while 35% stayed home. This year, 56% say they'll hang out with friends and family, while 41% say they will stay home. Compared to last year, a similar percentage of people are going to church, 30%. Having a meal at a restaurant, 18%. So the biggest change is just spending time with family versus staying home. 90 million chocolate bunnies are sold in the United States for Easter every year. Uh, when eating chocolate bunnies, 78% of us know that I'd be one of these because this is true. I remember as a kid, I haven't had a chocolate bunny in years, but I did eat the ears first. Absolutely. What did you get? Absolutely. You? you did too? What are you going to do? Butt first? Tail first? Uh, see, well, that's interesting yeah. you point that out. Rudy, how about you? What did you eat first? Uh, I'd go Hannibal Lecter and go face first, actually. Yeah. Face, no, I like just chew his face right that, off. That checks out. I, I agree. You, you know what just that. ticked into my head? I'm glad I didn't ask that question yesterday because I can hear in my head Gelfand going, I'm a Jew. I don't eat bunnies. Uh, yeah. I can hear it right now. I can already hear it in my noggin. Uh, 90 million chocolate bunnies are sold in the United States for Easter every year. Uh, 78% of us eat the ears first, 17% go for the feet first, and 5% make a point to eat the tail first. That's insane. 5%, Rudy. Yeah, I, I think if I, in all seriousness, I am a tail guy. I go tail first. Tail, you go tail first? Whoa. Tail first, then go opposite end, go ears, and then feet. Oh. Uh, finally, Cadbury cream eggs are a classic, but they're also number one in a poll of the worst Easter candies. The Peeps are second worst, followed by Easter candy corn, the solid chocolate bunnies, the Oreo cream eggs. Generic jelly beans also made the top ten of the worst candy at Easter. Well, then don't eat it. That's another thing I've mm-hmm. never understood. Oh, how can you eat that? Because I'm not you. Yeah. That's how. I just I don't understand. Because you don't like it, then nobody should like it. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Black jelly beans are about the only one all the way across uh, the board. Oh, Je- Tom loves I almost said Justin love loves them. them. <laughs> oh, I can't. Tom yeah. loves them. I love licorice, man. He, but, you know, I grew up with a lot of Italians. Italians eat a lot of licorice, man. And then what? It, it's got something in it that if you eat too much of it, it's actually a poison, which makes me convinced you're not even supposed to eat black <laughs> licorice. What is it? The, it's a term. Is it like anise? But I'm going to say it wrong. Well, you're going to say anus, are you? No, is that what you were going to no, do? No, I'm thinking it's anus, it right? Anus is is black licorice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's remember we yeah. we read an article. Yep. This is years ago, and we found out that if you have a certain amount of anise, it's actually poison for your body. Yeah, you got to eat it. What, what by the bucket full then? Still, I mean, you're literally just casually eating poison, Tom. Okay, so basically, I just ran down a list, and every one of them is poison because those uh, those bunny things, peeps. Yeah. Those got a lot, a lot of red dye in yeah. them, so you're not supposed to eat those. So you're not supposed to eat any Easter candy, apparently. Yeah, well, I just, uh, we all, I mean, I think the majority of us can just make fun of you for liking black licorice because you love it. I do. I absolutely love black. And again, I know it's because I, I went to school with a lot of Italians, and you mm-hmm. go to their house, and they always had black licorice. They didn't have the red licorice. They had the black licorice. Yeah. And I just ate a lot of them. And I abs- I do. I not. I don't just like it. I love black licorice. I know you And I'm do. the only person I know that does. Ugh. Uh, real quick, we got an email from Jeremy. Uh, he, he messaged the show through the Tom Bernard app, and he said it was Philly Dog that used to call you bitch. Bitch. On the air. Bitch. Oh, yeah. That, that checks out. <laughs> it was the Philly Dog. Oh, that checks What's out. What's up, bitch? Hey, bitch. bitch. <laughs> 
I just love that so many people came over and started listening to the show from the other joint. It's it just, you, you people are making us very, very happy. I will tell you that. It's great to hear from you. Uh, again, it's what, uh, 952-600-2575. You just want to call in and be on the show. That number is available. But you know, the problem with that is hmm. people text. They don't call anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty about, <laughs> about the messaging that we can get through the app. Yeah. So you just go there and just drop a line to us. Yeah. We've gotten a bunch. In fact, I got a forward one to you. Somebody sent a picture of old Mets Stadium at a Twins game. So they wanted to send, oh. send that to you. So I'll, I'll uh, forward that to you here in the break. Thank you. Uh, man, it just you, you made my heart feel glad because I absolutely thought I was in heaven the first time I sat in those seats. I just loved that place. Much like I love Mike Brody, who's at Sisyphus Brewing tonight and tomorrow at 8 p.m. Mike in studio right after this. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Sorry, but we actually have a wait list for our Monstera. Shaw's Greenhouse is really bringing in the green. We can't keep snake plants and stuff. She needs a construction manager to build on her roots and grow. We could add a whole section for ferns. Here we'd have dahlias, dahlias, and more dahlias. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. In business, everything your employees do impacts your brand, including what they wear. Cintas has high-performance workplace apparel for almost every job imaginable. From work shirts and pants to polos and khakis to Oxfords or T-shirts, these clothes move, breathe, and look great. Your team gets the styles they like, you convey the image you want. And Cintas service includes weekly laundry and delivery. To learn more, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. I'm Dr. Stork. Eggs are a staple in our diets, and there's only one egg with more delicious farm-fresh taste plus superior nutrition. Eggland's best. With more vitamins, including six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, plus 25% less saturated fat than ordinary eggs. Available in so many delicious varieties. Classic, cage-free, and organic. Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And this is Amy Daniels. (laughs) 
What do you think of that impression, man? I think it's good. Also, Mike Brody, I tried hitting you up through the speaker, but for some reason it wasn't going through. But Mike Brody is running just a minute behind. He'll be here in just a minute. So, yeah. No, I had to run down the hall and cut a whiz. Thank you very much for bringing that up. But, you know. Don't worry about Mike. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, Mike can come in whenever he wants. I, I love having Mike on the show. Family loves, my family loves Mike Brody. Oh, in fact, I just heard him now. There he is. Hop into the studio, Mike. Yeah, he No, nope, t- it's too late. We canceled. <laughs> it, it, he showed up too late. We got to blow him off. That's I, all there is to it. I don't remember if I told this story or not, but I was chatting with Mike the other day, and we were talking about how one day he came to the show and was just like, um, they're getting set up. Brittany and him are getting set up in the other studio. But he was like, yeah, one day I was I was set to be on the show for like a to promote shows for my weekend gigs and then I came into the podcast and I did it and halfway through my interview I realized oh my god I'm on the wrong day I'm a week early and you guys just <laughs> let him walk right in and just completely <laughs> nobody ever said a word to him about it whatever you you guys are on by the way Mike you're good hey hey there you go yeah don't turn Mike's mic on <laughs> forget it <laughs> Forget it. Mike Brody, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? Never better, actually. I just, uh, you know, I looked at the, have you seen the forecast for the week, Mike? It's supposed to be like 72 degrees or something like that? Yeah, 72 on uh, Tuesday, 76 on Wednesday, and 78 on Thursday (laughs) next week. Man, that's going to feel awfully good. i got to be honest with you. This is called false Minnesota hope. You know that, right? Uh Well... I did admit because I'm I, I'm headed back uh, in about seven days. I'm coming back, uh, and I've been on the road a long time, so I'm very very tired of being on the road. And I got to do it, and I understand it. I got no problem with that. But to be back home is going to be great. Except I guarantee you, since it's going to be 78 in six days, when I get home in eight days, it'll be about 20. Yeah, just a given. We have we have at least uh, 10 more inches of snow coming. <laughs> Didn't we already get about 150? What the hell did we get? I think we have the record. We're the third biggest snowfall in yeah. Minnesota history, something like that. Like I don't even know how far that record goes. That is kind of terrifying if you really think about it. No, I understand that completely, and it's just you, you keep moving forward. You know what I got to do? As a matter of fact, all three of you have to vote on this for me, if you don't mind. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So last July, uh, a bunch of stuff happened in my life. My life changed completely, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to move on, and we're going to go to someplace else, and they're going to go, you know, get the hell out, and blah blah blah." In that um, would be now what a nine month period. I have put on thirty pounds in the nine months because I've been running around. I have not been working out as much as I should. So I'm, I'm going to start this new program. Well, it's called MN Fat Loss. That's, that's the name of the program. I'm going to start it on Monday. And here's my question. Even the, this is the reason I'm even bringing it up. So i got to start MN Fat Loss on Monday. And thank God for them uh, picking up my, my deal here because i got to get that off. At one time, oh, Mike Brody knows this. Brittany, you know this. At one time, I, used to, I weighed 319 pounds. Cause I, and it wasn't muscle at that point. It was later in life. So let me put it that way. But uh, so you guys have seen it coming. I can't ever let that happen again. So now I'm at about like I think 260. But a good weight for me is about 225. So I guess I actually put on about 35 pounds. But but here's the deal. On this diet starting Monday, that means I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What would you eat if you had three days before you went on a on a diet? And that's even the only reason I'm even bringing this up. What would you guys eat for for a couple of days when you're just about to start a diet? Well, I mean, I could tell you something, but I don't want to be responsible for the Tom Bernard heart attack. 
<laughs> okay, well, I, you're off the hook. You're not responsible. All right. I would do barbecue ribs. Oh. oh, God, I love barbecued ribs. Yeah. I understand. No, it's See, the good thing is I don't drink, I don't smoke, I exercise a lot, so the heart so I mean, who knows? It might cave in any day now, but I'm hoping not. Right. But I'm telling you what, uh, I just had uh, barbecued ribs about a week ago. They are who discovered barbecue ribs? Because whoever you are, I love you. That's all I'm saying. So there, there is a rib place like a couple blocks from where I live, and I, my wife hid it from me for weeks for, or for months when we moved there. I, she didn't want me because she knew I would go there every single day and pick out, you know. So we're driving one day. I just go, oh, "There's a rib place right there," and she goes, "Oh no." <laughs> now, do you get the cornbread? Of course, I get the cornbread. I'm not a monster. Oh, I'm I'm not a monster. If you for me, yeah, the coleslaw is fine. Yeah. I, I could I could have the coleslaw or not have the coleslaw. I don't care about that. If my my choice, I would get a rack of ribs, and I would get the cornbread, and I would get actual corn with it because corn with barbecue is incredibly delicious. Right, corn. Let's, let's be honest. The the coleslaw is just like a little piece of kale on the corner of the plate. It's just eye dressing. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, so so Brittany, Rudy, what would you go with? So the, the, this weekend, you get to eat like Friday and Saturday. You got to dial her back Sunday as you ease into the MN Fat Loss Program. What would you eat tonight and tomorrow? I would go so hard with nachos or like a taco type, just like concoction Ooh. that was like a mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for me it's very specific i would drive back to my hometown of hibbing minnesota i would sure. go to my favorite restaurant rudy's pizza and i would order a sub called the big bird mm. big bird no what, what's in the big bird a big bird is it's for whatever reason they have like this special sauce but it's it's kind of like a club sandwich but in a sub form mm. so it's like you know ham turkey lettuce tomato cheese but then the special dr- dressing and then this certain style bread that they get from a bakery up there yeah. which i know is very specific but i think people can relate to their one favorite food from their favorite restaurant yeah. in a city that, either that or pally ice pizza from mankato one of the two okay, I but this in. sounds yeah. like a commercial there's a there's a place called rudy's they spell it with an i <laughs> okay yeah it's oh, completely God. different it's not like i are you kidding me mike i've had a radio salary for 25 years i have no money to buy they, a restaurant fair, fair. do they heat up the sub then is it like yeah, like, oh, the, the, bread, yeah. The, the bread is just a little crispy. Oh. Yeah, get that crunch to it. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. yeah. Now, I got to ask you all this question, particularly, Mike, you're on the road a ton. Rudy, you're on the road a ton doing doing comedy and the rest of it. Brittany, have you ever traveled a lot in any job you've ever had? Yeah, when I was in Iraq, that was a uh, usually. Oh, well, that's a little traveling. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're correct. Yeah. So when you were in Iraq, what did you eat in Iraq? Is oh. there some dish you really liked? Oh, yeah. It was whatever the military gave us. It was yeah. uh, usually better when we were on base than when we weren't on base. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, it was all, it was fine. Did you take my lead? Did you follow my lead? This is off to- topic a little bit, but have you read 365 days yet? No. I have trouble, sometimes have trouble reading things that are close to military stuff. Oh, do you really? Because yeah. this this one does hit hard, so maybe you shouldn't read this book. There is a chapter in the book, it's called 365 Days. It's a one-year tour in Vietnam in the 1960s. It's a brilliantly written book. It's really, really a good book. Except there, and they use the whole word, there's one chapter in it called No Effing Cornflakes. 
This guy is on long-range reconnaissance patrol where they take you out in the helicopter, they drop you off, and you have to fight your way back to camp. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that not right, Brittany? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they that, that exists for sure. So this guy walks in. And he has been out on, and they go out for what, like a couple of weeks at a time, do they not? Well, it depends. I mean, we, yeah, right, we right. would have people stationed out for like a month, and then we'd pick oh, them geez. up or they'd come back. Yeah. So this guy walked, fought all the way back to camp, right? Fighting people, killing people, doing all this stuff. Walks in, he wants a bowl of cornflakes. And the, the person behind the counter says, we don't have any cornflakes. And he goes, what do you mean? Just go get some. They said, we don't have any cornflakes. They're all gone. We don't have any uh, uh, in camp at all. There, there are no cornflakes. The guy pulls out a gun and kills both people behind the little counter. As he's walking out, they come to arrest him, and he looks at one and he says, no effing cornflakes. <laughs> is that chilly enough for you? What do you think? Oh. Yeah. No effing cornflakes is what a comic says at a continental breakfast at a Best Western. Not, yeah, not see, there you go. Yeah, no, no effing corn. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. That is a bleak story, Tom. Yeah. Oh, that book, if you get a chance, read it. It's a great book. Talking about food on the road, Mike, I'm surprised you are not 400 pounds because you, you go on a lot of cruises because of the, the you, you, uh, every once in a while you'll do a cruise and you'll be the comedian on the cruise. Isn't it just free open buffet wherever you want? It is. I got to tell you, during the pandemic, I got into the absolute best shape of my life. I was freaking, I was cut and <laughs> nobody saw it. Not a, no, no, wait a minute. Nobody saw it. I know because of the minute the pandemic, the minute I started traveling in my first road trip to North Dakota, I was like, oh, here's a bunch of cheese and meat. <laughs> <laughs> Gas station. And, now, uh, wait a minute, though. Your, your picture you sent us, the win tickets to see uh, comedian Mike yeah. Brody, you look terrific well, in that picture. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'd be like, you know, like I could have like taken my shirt off at the beach and been like, well, I mean, I'm listen, it's still, it's not. I mean, I wasn't. There is a level of Mike Brody that can only get to a certain point. But for me, <laughs> for me, uh, he was killing. You were killing it. I was game. killing. I was killing it. And, and you, just have to, you have to take my word for it. I believe. Yeah. Well, we all believe you, Mike. Um, yeah. You know, the the eating part is hard. You know, and yeah, the cruises you have to just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna have a salad for dinner, and then I'm gonna, even though I could have 80 pieces of cake if I wanted to. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, that is just the way it is. It, it, for me, the hardest stuff is like I can actually control the, the cruise eating. It's like when you're on the road, and you're like, I could just stop at this Wendy's. You know, it's just they're like, what else is there? Is there there's no uh, freshies yeah, in, in right, the middle of nowhere right. or whatever, you know. So, but that's all. It's all excuses. It's all excuses. I can pack mm. a lunch. I can do all this stuff. It's just not fun. It's not fun to do that. You look great, man. I'm Thank looking you. at your picture right now. Yeah, I feel I feel great. I should probably do a promo. Listen, I feel great. That was well, good. Glad to hear you, Mike. Thanks. I feel great. Uh, Mike Brody at Sisyphus Brewing tonight and tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Two comedy albums on Rooftop Comedy. Hear them on Sirius XM Satellite. Oh, big shot. Sirius XM Satellite Radio. What do you think? What do I think about satellite radio in general? No, just the fact that you can just tune in and you got all the Mike Brody you'd ever need. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. That's a good thing. Yeah. And watch his 2019 Dry Bar comedy special, Not Afraid of Butterflies. Did you release this just before the pandemic? Yeah, it was like a few months before. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah. I remember it was like good timing there. Yeah, it was was all exciting, but then Kobe Bryant died and then everything went to hell. 
Yeah, that, yeah absolutely. That was the January 2020, I think. Yeah, that was the thing. But uh, for for everybody on the show and all the listeners, I have not been to Sisyphus yet. I have got to get. People love going to Sisyphus. It is a beautiful room. Uh, yep. It was uh, built. You know, it's a it's a brewery down there. But there's a. Uh, Samuel Harriman uh, built this back room. Like he's a comedian, and he built it sonically, acoustically, visually for stand-up. Sometimes people will take a room and they'll be like, "This could be good for stand-up." He built it with stand-up in mind, so it's just such a great environment and such a great mood, and all the comics love it. And I, I love to be there. I love that. Yeah, place. That's what I've heard. I've heard from all the comedians and people that go there. Some people go there. That's the only place they'll go to see comedy. They just love it that much. Yeah. 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 And where is it exactly located? It is. I, would that technically be downtown? It's down by the Walker Arts. It's down by. It's basically right next door to the Sculpture Garden at uh, the Walker Arts Center. Yeah, it's kind of right in that area. It, in fact, it's right next to Dunwoody, kind of on the backside of Dunwoody. Oh, it's kind of like sure. Bryn Mawr. I would call it Bryn Mawr. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. And well, uh, I like that area. Yeah, it, me too. Talking about that room, it is. It's such a good room, and it's such a fun, hot room that sometimes it's almost unfair to new comics who show up and do a set for their first time there. <laughs> because they kill and then they get cocky. They're like, yep. I'm a star. I'm so good at this. I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll see you over at Terminal <laughs> yeah, Bar in yeah. 20 minutes and see how well you do. I was going to say, if you're a sadist, be like, where are you performing yeah. next? I'll go and watch to watch the train wreck. Yeah. But it's like, it's finally like, it doesn't hurt people's face and body to leave the house, you know? So like, this is a good time for people to come out and mm-hmm. uh, see me do some stand-up and bring some friends out because it's not pain. It's not pain to walk outside. No, that's very true. Well, and by the way, I put a lot of pressure on you before you got here this morning in the first hour of the show. I, I have made a statement, and I'm very, very serious about this, yep. that it's, you know, it's April 7th, 2023. It is literally like 1982 time for comedians, stand-up comedians, to, to come forward and get us back into a great... Look, no more BS. No more. We need to laugh again. And I don't, don't worry about it. Offending people or this or that's horrible. Oh, my God. Blow it out your ass. We need to laugh again. We need to have a good time. Uh, you guys and women are going to be very, very important to our future because if it weren't in 1982 for comedy, I don't know where we'd be now. And I think we're right back in 1982 right now, and it's up to guys like Mike Brody and, and Rudy and everybody in comedy to get us out of this funk, man. we, we got to stop hating one another and start laughing again, right? What, what happened in 1982 specifically again? All the guys from Houston decided that they were going to move to Los Angeles and kind of take over the comedy scene. Because it was just, everybody oh, yeah. was, we had gone through some pretty tough financial times, and obviously the 60s were very tough, the 70s weren't a whole lot better, at least not as many people were being shot to death in the streets, and not, well, they are now again, that's the whole problem, this is exactly what I'm talking about. There was a lot of violence in the streets, a lot of rioting, a lot of people being killed, and now, when's the last time you, you turned on the TV and, and you didn't see the fact that some guy opened fire on children in, in, in a school somewhere? It's yeah. every damn day now. Yeah. Not necessarily schools, but I think, and I'm very serious about this, that comedians are the only way we're going to get out of it. You guys have to make us... The pressure's on, bitch! That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, we need to laugh again. Good God, settle down. Be. I just. That's all I want to do. I want to laugh. That's what I want to do. I mean, I, I think that there's all different kinds of comedy that are valid, but I feel my best when I'm on stage and I've made people feel good and they leave yes. feeling good. That's That's when I know I've done my job. But you know what's funny about that, Mike? That's exactly why you should be a comedian. What you just said is why you should be a comedian. Right? Well, I'm, I'm trying to, to be 
I'm working. I meant you should be a comedian like you are. Oh, they are. Okay. I should have added the as you are. 23 years, Tom. Okay. It'd be be weird if he was in here just promoting himself being a plumber, you know? Yes, exactly. Hey, I've got some new plungers out in the truck. and. No, but I, I'm very serious about that. I'm not yep. kidding. We got to get some lighter movies out. We got to get some comedians back on stage. You got to go see comedians. Go laugh, man. Enjoy your life. Piss on us all this other stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've never wanted anybody to leave my show and be like, "Well, he was funny, but I feel like I feel like you know, horrible." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are some people that like they they want to get a reaction that way. You know? Yeah, yeah. they do. I kind of started doing this thing. I don't know about you, Mike, but I started doing this thing when I headline now. I don't do it when I feature because I feel like it takes away from the headliner spot, but I do it when I headline that right before I go into my closer, I just take a moment and sincerely thank the crowd and just say thank you so much for coming out tonight. You may have heard things that you didn't like. You may have heard things. I might be the most memorable or least memorable comedian you've ever seen, but I do definitely want to thank you for coming out, and the club appreciates it, and thank you guys so much for taking an hour out of your day just to enjoy and to not think about the terrible things of life. Thank you so much for coming. And then I rip in to the grossest joke I have. (laughs) (laughs) But, But no, you're absolutely, that's hilarious, and you're absolutely right because I know what it's like to, as many of us do, I know what it's like to quit comedy without actually quitting comedy because of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, I've never wanted to, you know, comics will joke, like, if you're not, if you don't want to quit, you're not really doing it, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I never quit. And then the pandemic happened, and it was like quitting, and I'm like, I don't ever want to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I I know what it's like. I want to be a comedian the rest of my life. Like, this is, this is what I'm, what I do, you know? So I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful when I'm up there. I don't take it for granted. I know it can be when chickens flew away from i don't know you know you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's it was it's a weird time so mm-hmm. i'm grateful i'm grateful i will tell you honestly I'm, I'm glad you brought this up earlier because by coincidence just last night you talk about the fact all good comedians and you know this mike because you just made the statement all good comedians are good comedians because they want to make you feel better and they want to make you laugh. You right. laughing is is what they're there for, yeah. right? Yeah. It's about giving back, making people happier, all the rest of it. Giving an example, this is not comedy, but, but the feeling you get from watching people laugh and have a good time is why you do what you do. Uh, my daughter, my wife and I went to dinner last night. We came out, and I didn't know that she already had. My wife already tipped the valet. And then I tipped the valet again, which is fine. So the guy ended up with a really very nice, sizable tip. And as we're pulling away, I look over at the the car park, the valet. It's, you know, they always have that little podium out in front of mm-hmm. restaurants. Yeah. As we're pulling away, or up to that, as we pull away, these two guys are hugging each other. They're mm-hmm. laughing. They're just. Jo- I rolled down the window and I said, "You better buy him dinner." Because I just realized why they were doing that. The feeling that gave me, it made me so happy that they were that happy that they got tips. It's kind of what you guys strive for by telling jokes. I want to make people feel happy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's and, wonderful. No, absolutely. And you know, and to be clear, I feel like people can take dark material and make people happy oh, with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm yeah. not saying you have yes. to go up there and be like, "Aren't kids funny?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but I I think there's a difference, and it's hard to explain the difference. But there's a difference between doing it to be like, "This is going to push people's buttons and make them want to throw up," right. or like, "This is going to take a dark situation and show the the light and the humor and the humanity in it." 
No, what you guys do and you women do is very, very important. It always has been. There's no question about it. I suppose when Shakespeare started throwing little jibes and jokes into his writing, he figured that out, right? He made people laugh. Yeah, you reading a lot of Shakespeare right now? <laughs> I already read it all. I read it in college. I, I, yeah, I, exactly. I would not know what he was saying unless somebody told me what he was saying. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this yeah, is brilliant both. because somebody says it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you have to you trust get, in it. You got the Dr. Seuss version of this. It kind of dumbs it down for mm-hmm. everybody. Worked for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, Doctor, I love Doctor. So, although he's he's on the outs now too because he didn't he do something that they accused him of being a racist or something. Dr. Seuss? Yeah, there, I was, guess so. there was a yeah. book where it was like travel around the world, and then as he was stopping in different places, like he would go to, you know, he'd go to China. And then the, the I guess like the words of the books, you know, said something along the lines of like, you can eat some rice and go on a tour, and then you'll be hungry an hour later, or something like that, that made it seem oh. like he was being racist against Chinese people, and that kind no. of canceled him, yeah. No, but the, I think all the Dr. Seuss people did was just said, Listen, we don't really care about this book, piece by book, yeah, and then exactly everyone's happened, like, yeah. "We love you again." So yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. No, even Doctor yeah. Seuss was like, "This isn't even our best yeah. book." It's not Green we Eggs are, and Ham. Yeah, we are ready to say goodbye to this, anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. You know that his real name is Doctor Soyce. Soyce. Yeah, and he's wild. not a doctor. <gasps> He's, he's like not the, a doctor? He's not a doctor. He's like the Mr. Pibb of <laughs> authors. Oh. Wait a minute. Yep. We're going to change the name of the show. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Brainerd Show. Mm. What do you think? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. I'm Dr. Brainerd mm. now. I'd like you to know that I've got it all figured out. Success. Here we come. Why did he use doctor if he's not a doctor? It sounds cool. It does sound yeah. cool. Yeah, true. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I might I be full of shit. <laughs> you might be. You still? You might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it on a fact thing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we got to take a break. You get, How long can you stick around? As long yeah. as you want. I'm ready. Okay, we'll talk to you later. No. no we... <laughs> I'm having a good time. Mike. I always have a good time when you're in studio, man. That's all I have to say. We got to take a break. Be right back in a couple. Uh, you're listening to the uh, Dr. Brainerd Show. <laughs> we changed the name. Right back more with Mike Brody right after this. O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. 
Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial contract consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Ever heard the expression, go with a leader? Why do people say that? I go with a leader because you don't become one unless you're doing something right. And in the world of auto dealerships, that means you can trust they're treating their customers right, their employees right, and must offer value that makes more and more Minnesotans want to come back to do business the right way. The Nissan stores of Walzer Nissan last month were three of the top four leading sellers of Nissans in the entire state. Now, I don't want to say who was number one because I don't want the guys at Nissan Coon Rapids and Wyzetta to get jealous of Dan Rush in Burnsville. I'm Tom Bernard. My whole family owns and drives Walzer Nissans, and this April you can get 0% financing for 36 months on Rogues and Altimas, plus an additional $500 bonus on any trade-in you make. Even if you have to push it onto the lot, you still get at least 500 bucks on your trade. The leaders of Walzer Nissan Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids do things the right way. The Walzer way. So go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. 